Welcome to the It's a Hustle podcast. I'm your host, Joe Garrix, coming to you from the Fairfield Comedy Club with tonight's headliner, Mark Gerber. Mark. Woo! Thank you very thank much you. for having me, man. Oh, it's great to see you, It was you, a man. fun show. This is a fun place. It's a great green room. It's a great bunch of guys, great producers, great executive producer in Emilio. And well, this is just Co-producers. Lovely. I should have had I, you on this podcast sooner. I love this, this place. This is so nice. Thank you for um, having me. No, it's, it's, a, it's great to have you, you know. As you know, we discussed earlier. You know, you've been here a bunch of times, and it's always fun. I always enjoy uh, seeing your comedy. I always enjoy having the opportunity to hang out with you. So feelings uh, mutual. Thanks Joe. for doing the pod as well. Uh, appreciate you being here. So glad to do it. Yeah. So we were talking before, um, and you've got some big stuff coming up in November. Yes, I'm going to be part of the New York Comedy Festival, which is pretty cool. You know, I've, I've I don't know if I've ever been. I've been in some festivals, but like opening for people who were in it. So this is my first time officially in a festival I, I auditioned once for the boston comedy festival didn't get it but I've, I've never submitted on my own for a festival i've never applied for one or submitted for one um somebody set me up an audition for boston didn't get that and then um you know i've headlined caroline's a couple times mm. and, and that's always gone really well and then um the booker there asked me if i wanted to do the new york comedy festival if i had any ideas for it and it um turns out that i'm going to do my first album there on that's november awesome, 10th dude. Yeah, I'm pretty excited, you know. It's 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 I'm excited to kind of like lay down the material that I've been developing over the past several years. And then my idea is, I think a lot of people say this when they record their albums then to sort of start fresh, you know, not dump it all and move on because I don't think I'm that prolific of a writer that I yeah. can do that. But I think it will be sort of a milestone kind of thing where I'm like, "All right, that's that stuff." Yeah, it almost forces you to kind of take a fresh look on stuff. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. And also like what a great time to do it to have that like tie into the festival when there's like so much energy like that week you know in new york you, you can feel like that comedy energy I'm, su- um, I'm super excited and honored to, to do it you know it's it's i'm very very excited so um i you know we were talking earlier i'm also thinking about uh doing an album uh this year because you know people are just like demanding it. oh you're doing it this year uh i, I was thinking like in april did. yeah so next year next year well okay. this within, within these 12 the, within months. the calendar yeah year. yeah yeah um, so yeah, so I'm kind of like, as you know, I'm thinking about that, I'm, I'm getting more curious about the process and like the preparation. So as you're, you know, putting everything together, you know, are, th- are there different ways that you're kind of approaching your shows now? Are you kind of like, you know, if you're doing, cause I, I do a lot of, you know, shorter sets. I'm not headlining much, you know, excuse me. Man. I don't head mu- headline much either, Joe. I'm sorry to say, <laughs> but, you know. but well, you certainly do it more than me. And, uh, you know, so I don't have a lot of opportunities like to, I think, prepare by doing like longer sets. So I'm thinking about like breaking stuff up into chunks and like just focusing on those chunks. But I don't know, like uh, what kind of tactics have you been using as you have, you know, prepared for this? The one nice thing about doing an album is that you, you know, some of the pressure's off to develop new material because, you know, right now I have the material that I want to put on the album in November. So that's nice that it's not, you know, like when you're doing, I mean, this is a strange example, but like, let's say even doing a roast battle, you got to sit and write, you know, 12, 15 new jokes. And that felt like more pressure to me when I was doing roast battles than it does laying down an album because, you know, I've got the 45, 50 minutes already in the bag. You know, is it possible that I'll come up with a joke good enough that I'll want to get it on somehow? That's possible, but I'm not putting that pressure on myself. Yeah. So that's the the best, that's the nice part about it. And then the difficult part is, you know, I don't headline a whole lot either. I do, you know, several, a few times a year, five, six times a year, maybe something like that. Um, 
and those sets can be anywhere between 30 minutes to 45 minutes, you know, sometimes uh, a little longer. But so I don't have a ton of opportunity to do a set as long as my album will be. Yeah. And to be honest, tonight, tonight I think I did 30, 35 um, headlining here at Fairfield, which was really fun. Um, I don't know before November 10th if I'll have the opportunity to on stage with an audience to do the 45 minutes or 50 minutes that I plan to do for the album. So yeah. it very well may be that I'll be doing it in these chunks, you know, yeah. um, and uh, and then having to kind of put it all together. And it's it's a different sport going up there for 45. I headlined uh, Caroline's on May 1st, and I did a little over four, like 46, 47 minutes. And I made the mistake of wearing a sweatshirt instead of a t-shirt. And this was May, so it was pretty warm. Yeah. And um, it's definitely not a sweatshirt. It was like, I remember like 30 minutes in, and it was headlining Caroline's, you know. uh, I'm at the point still where my fans are my friends, you know. When I say my fans and my friends, I'm being redundant, you know. So it's mostly people I know personally who come. Some, probably a few people who know me just from comedy, which is great. But the majority is friends. So it's a home field advantage. Everyone loves it. It's, It's a fun opportunity. Um, but I remember 30 minutes into the 45 minutes, I was so thirsty, hot, you know, uh, somebody came up and gave me a, um, uh, bottle of water, but it was, um, it was not a screw off top. I needed a bottle opener. So they gave me this water. They saw me literally sweating and I couldn't open it. That's like the yeah. cruelest trick. <laughs> ended up I ended up having fun with it, yeah. you know, and it ended up being kind of a fun thing. But I learned then I learned there that it's 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 a sport doing forty five minutes. It's not you know, it's tiring. So you have to kind of be yeah, prepared for that. You have to be prepared for it. And I don't do it a whole lot. So that that I think for me that's the challenge is the duration, being able to, you know, be as sharp forty minutes in as I am fifteen minutes in, and then um, just being able to kind of get the segues, get the material together it's going to end up being in my living room you know in my living room you know where i'm going to be going over it t- over and over again until i get it where i feel it's tight it probably will unfortunately not be on stage for an audience um you know hopefully i have the opportunity to do some 30 minute sets but you think about just having people over your living room i may have to do that i may have to do a living room show yeah uh may have to you know find some really meager bar show like where like somebody might let me do 45 on their bar show and in an ambush room where no one cares that i'm there just to do it yeah you know yeah so so yeah that's that's kind of where i'm at with it um and uh and yeah like i said earlier the, the, the 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 most exciting part for me is that it will force me to see it as a a milestone where it's time to now start developing new stuff for the perspective next album which could be you know i've been doing comedy now seriously for eight years total of probably 10 and all the time that i did it um so took me this long to develop enough material that i think is good enough for an album so who knows when the next one will be but at least it will push me to work on that yeah yeah. not relying on hope hopefully yeah no i'm sure it will well and do you have like an order yet do you know what the order is it pretty much like what you do when you're doing the headlining set or are you thinking yes. about it so you, so, you ha- so you have a plan i have a i have a structure i have a basic order you know i, I introduce myself and talk about my own foibles and my own kind of um uh, you know kind of idiosyncrasies and then i talk about my you know my uh relationships and then i talk about my views on you know uh marriage and kids and i talk about you know kind of my peter pan syndrome which i've been kind of caught in for a long time where i'm 43 but i'm age is now kind of catching up with me where for most of my life i didn't want to act like i was my age and now it's like age is kind of 
being the dominant force and telling me like it's time to slow down and grow up mm, i've been there so, yeah, yeah so i mean you know i i, ha- I kind of have a structure of where it all goes I, I haven't placed all the jokes in it yet but that does help too yeah just to kind of know where you want to start and where you want to finish yeah no that's great yeah i gotta start thinking about that stuff is there anything like as you're you know getting ready and, and thinking about the fact that you know for this long set you're going to be recording an album is there anything that you're looking at like differently is there anything like you're like oh you know what i want to make sure i do this um just anything that would be you know something maybe that you wouldn't do with like a normal show well one thing is that the label who i may be working with has really tried to incentivize me to go going clean and you know i i would say you know just offhand i haven't really broken it down an estimate is that you know probably 75 percent of my material might qualify as clean yeah 25 doesn't and then of course like you know i'm attached to that 25 that isn't and it and there is something about when I go a little, I don't really go dirty, but when I go more kind of adult theme, darker kind of stuff that I feel like that is part of what defines me as a comic. So um, jettisoning that would probably hurt me a little bit, you know, but I think they're basically trying to say that you can really take a clean album further in terms of, you know, I guess it's more lucrative and you'll get yeah, more spins more, and it'll play yeah. more. It's like there's more stages for it. Yeah. So I'm kind of, figuring out that do i want to do my i probably could do a 45 minute clean album do i want to do i want to you know dump some of those other jokes that wouldn't wouldn't work on a clean album um and you know it's kind of hard yeah to say. i mean is there part of you too that just feels like well you know some of that stuff is like who i am yes uh, you know that's as an artist as a person Very right like so to like jettison it like you know just to make the man happy it does. It feels like when the when they came into when when the what was it the doors they were on not Johnny Carson what were they on, uh, and they asked them to say come on baby we couldn't get much finer instead of higher yeah remember yeah and they were like it's just a, it's just a word and he's like what's your name and he's like well that's just a word too and he changed his name you know and then they went on the show and they did come on baby light my fire uh, yeah. yeah no we couldn't get much higher yeah 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 uh, I kind of want to so like they did that but here you are ready to sell out on your first album uh, no that's what I'm thinking buff. I'm gonna like agree to be clean and then go out there and be dirtier than I normally am you know <laughs> well you know what you should have you should have fun with it and you should make you know you should make sure it feels like you but you'll do that you know i hope so yeah i mean certainly you know uh, you know i'm not at the point in my career where you know i'm expecting to you know live off this album for the next few years so i don't even know what the but it does make a big difference like i've talked to you know comics who have you know recorded albums and if you're getting those plays like on serious and stuff like that you're getting checks each month true you know yeah uh it's just like it's another source of revenue right i mean that's and i'm not dirty i mean you uh, you heard some i don't know how much you heard of me tonight i'm not dirty but i it's thematic it's the themes yeah no i feel like the same way you know like i talk about um you know trying to have a kid and stuff like that and there's some stuff that's you know could be considered like maybe Uh, you couldn't do any pot stuff yeah, yeah, even a clean pot joke, you can't so do it. So, like, you know, yeah, I, I couldn't do a clean album then because, like, I, you know, I, I talk pretty frankly about how I like weed. You're one of my favorite weed comics, and I'm not. I'm I not, love your weed stuff. Yeah, I'm not gonna stop. I love it. I, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I'm not gonna yeah. stop smoking. I'm not gonna stop talking about it. Yeah, I mean, this, 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 you know, the way it seems like a clean album seems like they even. I think they even put like wholesome, and I'm not. I'm not that. Yeah. So we'll have to see. Have, you they, know? have you gotten direction as to what that means when they say clean? Have they said yes? Like, I got a actually. So, I got a uh, um, a uh, email uh, with a PDF that contains the exact requirements to have a clean album, and it's more than just curses. It is topics. 
You know, you can't. Uh, so, what are the topics they tell you to stay away you from? You can't do anything that makes fun of anyone's religion. You can't make fun of any kind of race or ethnicity, which I wouldn't have a problem with. I'm not that kind of comic. You know, you can't. Yeah. Um, you can't really talk much about sex explicitly. I mean, I think you know. I have that one. I asked um, the producer of this recording label if i could do the joke i have one joke where i say um you know my, my girlfriend said that we were together in a past life and um i said well that doesn't mean anything to me because i don't believe in past lives and she says well you were an amazing lover and i say okay all right that was me you know <laughs> so he said that joke even though it's it he thinks that would pass yeah that- but 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 he had to think about it, meaning like even yeah. even the sexual innuendo, or not even innuendo, but even suggesting sex might be disqualifying. Yeah, which is there's so, no way I could do that. Then I don't know if I could either. Everything and do I, I want to? You know, I don't want to be that. It sounds very restrictive, right? It like, is. It is. I mean, but if you can do it, that's that's great. You know, like if you can get. Oh God, I don't think I could get ten minutes. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you, it's hard to say. You know, I, what he what he also said, which is kind of cool, is that you can do you can release the album with the explicit material um, on on iTunes and that kind of thing. So you can have all that those jokes there, and then, but if you can get enough for an yeah. entire clean album, then that you know, there's a real incentive to do that. Yeah. So. But but yeah, it's it, it it might be a challenge, and, and there's a there's a very good chance it's not going to happen. I was going to come tonight and do all clean, but you know. I want to do some of these newer jokes that are that yeah. are you know. And you have to also adjust to the room too. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Like you're but preparing for an album, but at the same time, you're you're practicing by, you know, performing in front of a live audience that also, you know, needs to be entertained. Exactly. And like different rooms and different crowds require different things. So, Very true. Um, yeah. Who knows? Well, I'm I'm excited for you. I uh, thanks, man. I I'd appreciate love to it. chat with you again after. Uh, you do the recording just to kind of like I'll be you know, clean. Be I'll like, be clean, comic marker. Yeah, we'll then, find you know? <laughs> out if you sold out or not. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, <laughs> I won't have any more dirty jokes. I'll come back here and do kids shows. You know, you come back, you're like, yeah, I did it all clean, and you just have like a six pack of Yanglings, and <laughs> you drink them proudly now. <laughs> oh no, God, yeah. Uh, please don't, please don't let that happen. <laughs> don't worry, I, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll keep on you. Thank you. Well, uh, Mark, I gotta, I gotta thank you for being here. Like I said, it really always is a pleasure to see you and to have you at the club. Thank you so much for um, having me. Pod. It was really fun, and um, I'll you know I'll, you're going to do your album next, so hopefully we'll keep in touch, and I'll let, oh, you, let yeah. you know a little bit about how how the process went for me. Yeah, no, and uh, guys, if you want to check out the album recording again, it was uh, November 10th at November New York Comedy 10th, Club. November 10th, New York Comedy Club, Twenty Fourth Street location, Twenty yep. Fourth Street, the six p.m. show and an eight p.m. show. It's on a Sunday, but the Jets and the Giants play each other at one p.m. that day. Boom! So you can get your football. You can get your yeah. violence, your concussions, exactly. your anti-social justice <laughs> sports, and then yeah. you can still get some good old humor. Yeah, and you can, you know come drunk from the, the bar <laughs> after watching football all day. Yeah, and yeah, then, get really then wasted me during my album. and come ruin his album <laughs> yeah, recording. Please. Listen, if you're please. a football watcher, don't even go to this show. Just a- watch anybody, your no, fucking please football. just come. You know, we need anybody we can <laughs> You'll get. You'll take come. anybody? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. This seems like risky. Let's, yeah, yeah, let's see right. if we can fill up with non-football people you're Probably first. right. I'm a non-football <laughs> person. So probably same here. Yeah. You and I, I think we're uh, we're cut from the same cloth. We're kindred spirits. We really are. Indeed. We really are. You inspire me to want to start, you know, I got, I really got the Trump burnout. I got political burnout. You know, I, I ascended in comedy. Not that I've, you know, ascended, but just, I, I was, I started getting spots and I started getting opportunities in 2016 uh, from my Trump material. I was really developing a yeah, lot of yeah, Trump material yeah. and I would, you know, I had like probably 10, 12 minutes in my open airing about 
Trump and and they were great jokes and it was really fun and then I kind of like stopped doing any political humor and then the next step for me was that I stopped I stopped even really you know following as closely what was going on and I, I became less of an too. activist it's like it really got the fatigue thing and uh, you know Michael Moore made a post today that was really interesting how he kind of like talked about how he has he knows people that are really smart really who are just not paying attention anymore and, and now I mean now it's like you know yeah I mean I'm like paying attention i'm not not paying attention because i don't know i'm very concerned about everything and oh, i'm running for office like i'm not like yeah i know out, yeah of course but at the same time i i feel exactly what you feel like i'm just like i don't want to read the paper today i don't want to go are you still writing political jokes um i don't really do anything like that political because you know I, I just perform here so often and this room can kind of tense up you know you kind of get a mixed crowd you're you know in a blue state but you're in the suburbs like right it's tough. So you have the libertarian crew. Yeah, just there. try to be like you know. Unless I have something that's like really carefully crafted, I I, I don't I try not I don't mess with yeah. it. Or I'd like to do more because it's you know I I think comedy ought to be about something, and I think you ought to be like trying to push some kind of needle or something, make people think differently. You're right. Um, that's the best comedy for sure. Yeah, and I think you know politically, some people need to think differently. So it's true. Not us though. We're nailing it. Or or think at all, not <laughs> just react completely emotionally. You know, just yeah. 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 Well, Mark, thanks again, man. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. And hope awesome. to see you again soon. Thanks, Joe. Peace. Bye. Thanks for listening to the It's a Hustle podcast. If you enjoyed the listen, please give us a review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening to your podcast. Uh, special thanks to Eric Donnelly of the Alternate Roots for our amazing theme song, to Brendan Ruane at Light Switch Advisor for our website and social media needs. Check him out if you need any help in those areas. And of course, to Vans, who provide all of our footwear. Have a good one.